You are listening to Retire Texas Style, the podcast. We appreciate you joining us. The National Financial Educators Council, they did their annual study asking people how many used a financial advisor. Of those 55 and up, the number is now at 41%. That seems to be a modest improvement. So why do you think so many people are seeking help from financial professionals like yourself? And are you surprised the number's not higher, Steve? I'm so surprised the number's not higher, but you know, it's interesting when people come to see us, they don't know what they don't know. So you don't know what to ask because you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's so important. You know, about 40% of the overall respondents said they're getting money guidance from their parents, their family, their friends, or their coworkers. You know, I tell people to look up, not down. You know, so many people you know, find somebody that was really successful with money and then ask them what they did well. Mm-hmm. You know, but one of the things is I see we have a lot of, especially when the economy gets rough, like it's getting ready to be, we have a lot of do-it-yourselfers come see us. And one of the things I find is they're not good at planning for inflation. That's one of the weakest points. The other one is they never have any emergency money. They take every penny they have and they get it tied up. And then all of a sudden they have a financial crisis in their home or their family and it's a wreck. And that's when they usually call me. And you know, sometimes we're able to help them and sometimes we're not because they have it such a mess. Mm-hmm. So I think the other thing about do it yourself as I see is they don't really understand what bucket of money to use at the right time to pay the least amount in taxes and the least amount in fees. I think that the fees really get them a lot. It's really, really important. Mm-hmm. You know, one fourth of the people in this survey said they don't have anyone they trust to ask for financial advice. I found that really, really interesting that they don't have anybody that they can trust. And, you know, I think that's one of the problems in our society, Jess, is we've kind of come to this thing with people that are my age and older is if you don't tell anybody you have any money, then they won't know you do and they won't want to borrow it Mm -hmm. or they won't want to lean on you for something. So I think that's one of the things that people that are my age, the late 50s, should tell their kids this, here are the things that I did really well with money, and here are the things I did not do well with money. I think that's really important. I also think that helping people, young people who have a lot of college debt and things like that, helping them figure out how to structure that and being removed from it could really help them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, have some insight into that. It, it, it's, it's interesting. It was funny, you know, Jess, my daughter's Uh, My twins are going to be 29 in about 10 days. Uh And uh, I asked my daughter, you know, she's a CPA. uh, She does audit for a big firm. And um, one of the things that's interesting about her is she understands money. And, you know, she got married last April. So I said, Hillary, what what would you like for your birthday and Christmas? And she said, Dad, you know, I need some new tires. You know, when your kid tells you that they need tires, you realize they've figured the money out. The things that are important, they're planning for that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, let me get you some tires. I was so excited to be able to do that for her, Jess. You know, it was not like buy her something she didn't want, buy her some clothes she didn't need, do something. But to get her some tires sound like really a cool deal. That's kind of a dad thing, don't you think? Yes, I agree. Yeah, there's a time where you go, they finally get it. Instead of saying, well, I want to go on this trip, they're, they're thinking rational. 
Well, it's just, it's interesting that she needs tires. I mean, I just, I love that, you know? And so you always think, do you let her husband figure that? Well, I'm still dad and I still kind of want to do that. So I'm excited to get her some <laughs> tires. You know, it's just fun to, you know, I have twins and um, so can we just spend a day with my son coming up and spend the, have dinner with both of them for their birthday. It'll be so much fun, mm-hmm. you know, uh, now he's the kid that tells you he doesn't want anything for his birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of pull it out of him. You have to finally go shopping with him and say, we're going to get you something today. But I really think that it's the same thing when we're talking about our kids, those small financial things we've done well, we need to somehow by osmosis pass those traits down to them, Jess. I've been doing this 32 years, and it's really fun to see my clients be so successful with money and then really be able to take those little tidbits and pass them on to the next generation. You know, sometimes I I had one of our clients that with her will, she did something really neat, Jess. She wrote a letter to each of her grandkids, and she styled it towards their personality, but gave them some of her tips in life about life's lessons. And one of them was a lot about finances. And I think that's so neat to pass those tidbits on to the next generation. You were talking just a few moments ago about helping individuals with debt or, you know, credit cards, uh, college, you know, basically life is stressful. It's overwhelming. So these are the items that keep us up late at night. And researchers say they've zeroed in on the perfect time to fall asleep. They found that it's between 10 and 11 p.m. Outside of that hour, your circadian rhythm gets disrupted enough that your risk of cardiovascular disease goes up. If that's the sweet spot for sleep, Steve, I got to ask you, what is the right amount when it comes to contributing to your 401k plan or even your retirement? What is the right amount to contribute? Well, I mean, there's some maximums you can, but what I say is every penny you can scrape up, you can contribute some way. Maybe, you know, there's a limit on how much you can contribute to your Roth or your IRA. And if you contribute to both, you can split that contribution. But if you've got extra money, add that to that emergency money. Add that to another bucket of money. When you have extra money, there's some place to put it. There always is a great place, and it's so important. You know, so I think about that. You know, we were talking about sleep. And one of the things that I have found for our clients is when they come in and they have the plan figured out, they get eight hours of sleep. That's kind of one of the things we love to give our clients at Hoyle Financial is eight hours of sleep. Uh, I've never really gotten into it about what time my clients go to bed. You know, that's just (laughs) kind of personal. But, you know, one of the things they'll tell me is if they don't sleep and they're worried about money, they'll call me. You know, we had a lot of calls over the last few days about this huge market drop because one of the things on the radio we've been talking about is when is the sky going to kind of fall in? Well, it kind of started, and I, and I really mm-hmm. think this is the beginning of something big, Jess, and I think we need to buckle in, hold on. You probably need that strap that we added to seatbelts a few years ago to hold you back against the seat. I think it's going to be really important, you know, but I really think that sleep also is really important to be able to kind of ride these times out we're going to have financially. So, As you were asking earlier, it's so important to make those contributions. Contribute everything you can. You know, in 401ks, people come to see me and they'll say their company has a 5% match and they're only contributing 2% because they can't afford to right now. Mm -hmm. Jess, you can't afford not to. 
Thanks so much for joining us for Retire Texas Style, the podcast. Get more details on the website, retiretexasstyle.com. Hoyle Financial Group is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Bonus annuities may include higher surrender charges, longer surrender charge periods, lower caps, higher spreads, or other restrictions that are not included in similar annuities that don't offer a premium bonus feature. Read your contract for restrictions, limitations, or penalties. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Hoyle Financial Group. Texas Insurance License Number 1719183.